This is the six o'clock pairing on the tee from River West. Please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. We actually took the show on the road today. Fresh off the golf course, Strawberry Creek in Kenosha, which if you've never played it, well, first of all, it's a private course. Uh, we, you know, decided to, you know, put on our Monday best. Uh, no, thank you to our friends at X-Golf for inviting us to play in a WPGA Pro-Am here today. Uh, had a lot of fun. A great golf course that I had never played before, but a fantastic golf course. And again, you don't realize you're in Kenosha when you play the golf course. It's unbelievable. You get off of 94 and you go about a mile west, and all of a sudden you're in this beautiful property almost feels a little Aaron Hills-esque out here. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it very much a, I mean, it's kind of a little linksy, but not linksy, so it kind of has that Aaron feel, Hills feel to it, where I mean, there are some forced carries, and um, thank you to them for having us out and, and allowing us to do the show after we played today. Uh, a top 10 finish for your boys, by the way, finished 7th uh, after uh, Steven led the way with a 75. Uh, to uh, to lead Team X Golf Brookfield. Got the putter rolling a little bit today. It, it's been a tough start to the season for me, just trying to string together good number of holes. I've had a couple of blow-ups in my previous rounds. So to see the putter rolling again, it felt pretty nice. You yourself had a little eagle, a couple of birdies. Uh, I don't need to talk about some of the other holes. But second, yeah, well, I mean, I shot a 78 with three doubles. So, you know, you take what you can get. I take um, that every day. It is the second time this year where I've played in an event where I've made an eagle and gotten bumped out of a skin. Like, that's just, that's, nice. that's just, it's a tough scene, man. Don't get a skin for an eagle. That's, that's rough. Uh, we also saw something today. I don't think, I mean, I, I didn't see it, but it's the first time I've ever played an event where somebody shot a 62, the pro from Whistling Straits. Uh, shout out to Mike Delzer, who is in his group. Uh, you know, of course, Delzer puts on the ESP Wisconsin Open every single year. But their pro shot a 62 today, a 10 under par 62. And this is a no-joke golf course. I mean, the greens were rolling at about a 13 stimp. I mean, these things were cooking. We had some wind in our face on a number of holes. I mean, to go 10 under... In a pro-am. <laughs> that was stupid score. low. That's an unbelievable score. Um, so, you know, again, we had a great time out here at uh, Strawberry Creek. And uh, if you get an opportunity where if they have a pro-am event, if they have any of these events, I highly suggest signing it up because it was a fantastic golf course, a lot of fun to can play. I, can I say something about our group that we had? I sure. thought that we had maybe one of my favorite foursomes for a golf tournament that I've had okay. in a while. And here's why. I'm going right. to explain Obviously good people, right? Like that that is an important part to any foursome. Yep. We had a pro that played pretty much to his number. He yep. shot even par. Shot even par today. Really fun to play with somebody that good. It, you know, makes you a better player. Mm -hmm. We had our low handicapper, high handicapper make some unbelievable shots. Fun for any sort of scramble format, four ball format when mm -hmm. your guy picks us up and, you know, makes a three for two on a hole where we desperately needed to get under par. That put us in the top ten. 
And then you had you and I, we were pretty steady out there. We, we made some nice shots out there, but I felt like it was kind of like the quintessential perfect foursome <laughs> where we really ham and egg in really well sure. out on the course. Like when we need to pick each other up, we did. Uh, the winner of this was 24 under, which we did not have in the bag today. <laughs> that was my, uh, Mike Meisen, who is our pro, and, and shout out to Mike and Sean, again, our friends from X-Golf. Um, Mike and I were, we were looking around and going, yeah, I don't think we had an extra eight in the like. We, there were a couple of shots no. like, oh, maybe we could have made a putt here. Probably should have had a better hole there. I think we came up with three, which still puts us a long ways away from yeah, the top. Yeah, we're still not top three to qualify for that <laughs> pro-am at the end of the year. But uh, we were at 16. I mean, we were top 10. It was fun. Um, walking off the course, it just was an enjoyable day. And you don't always get that when you play in some of these events. Like you, you, you make some shots that you, you try to do something that you're not on a golf course because you, know, you get into a scramble format and you try and go for some shots that you normally wouldn't when you're playing. Um, I just found it to be a very enjoyable group because I felt like we all kind of played to our numbers. We made some unbelievable shots that kept it fun. There are a couple of really low scores, like your eagle you had yourself. The, you know, the shot that Sean hit where he went three for two on a par three where the rest of us were kind of in jail going <laughs> four, five, five, I think, on that hole. Yep. You know, our high handicapper comes in, steps up to the plate, and that makes events like these really fun when you have four guys that kind of pick each other up. To that point, and... Um, we, we've talked with members of the WSGA on this show. We're going to be talking with more of them. Obviously, last week we talked about uh, the best internship ever, or yeah. coolest, in- whatever they're calling number it. Number one internship. Number one internship. Um, and we've got a possibly possibly talking with Bobby Stricker uh, in our special show coming up on Saturday. And, you know, we've got really good relationships with uh, people at the WPGA, Chris Hole and, um, and Joe Stadler as well. If you have an opportunity, if you haven't played in a WSGA or WPGA event, and you can get into one of these as a team event, yeah, there, I mean, you, if you want to get into this, you've got to convince your pro at whatever club you belong to. You know, again, we're, we played with a pro from X-Golf. You don't have to belong to a private country club yep. to get out to do this. Andy Barrett, who is the pro at the course I play the most of my golf at, Brown Deer, he was an alternate to get into this field. Um, so, you know, next year, just kind of because these things fill up fast, talk to your pro, try to get into some of these things, because usually when you go out if you you know you're playing match against your buddies everyone i mean you might have a two-person team you know sometimes it's one-on-one sometimes it's two-on-two if you've got a full foursome but playing like playing these different games and and i had the opportunity to do this last year with these ex-golf guys and doing it this year it's just a different level i made three doubles today and I'm upset about that, but at the same time, like, my teammates picked me up on those holes, you know? Like, you, know, you, you buried one of the holes that I made double, you stepped up, and, and you were just on the fringe, buried a 30, 35-footer for birdie, you know? You, you, and, and you kind of forget, you don't stew over that bad hole for as long as you're like, hey, you know what? I still need to play this next hole really well for my team, and I'm not going to stew over that double, you know, that double, and you, you go on and play. So if you've got an opportunity, it's just a fun format to play. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, but what was not fun on the PGA Tour, Stephen, uh, it's the, the biggest story in, on the PGA Tour this weekend, not that Patrick Cantlay won the Memorial Tournament uh, in a playoff over Colin Morikawa. But the biggest story is that the guy who probably was going to win couldn't finish the tournament because he tested positive for COVID-19 in John Rahm. This was a really tough situation to watch unfold because we had to watch it unfold, Gabe. And this is the big problem that I had with watching on Saturday was seeing John Rahm come off of a golf course with a six-stroke lead at Memorial trying to become a back-to-back winner at that event 
and being told as he walked off the 18th green on the highest of highs coming off of one of the best rounds he of shot a 30 summer. on the back nine at that bleeping golf course and he then you know from a drama standpoint i work in television so like if you're a tv exec that's what you want you want to see that drama unfold you want to see that crumbling news that he would received and to see his you know, emotional reaction. And there was a cameraman that started following him. I believe it was his caddy who kind of pushed the camera. It didn't, like, forcefully push the camera away, but just kind of pushed the camera out of the way. But from a PR perspective, Gabe, that was a terrible look for the PGA Tour because John Rahm did not deserve to have his emotions on display for all of us to see, to go from that high to that low. Um, And, and, you know, this is a very polarizing topic, right? Um, COVID-19, yep. And... Um, I think that the PGA Tour made the right decision, you know, forcing him to disqualify because every single athlete that gets into their situation right now knows that this is a potential result, right? But for them to allow him to get that news when TV cameras could capture it, I had a big problem. Yeah, and, and I'm 100% there with you. I, and like, John Rahm has been known to be a fiery guy. He's got those emotions. He runs high and low, and, and I think that makes for good drama on the golf course. But this was not... Golf course related, and for the PGA Tour, for a tour that a lot, and you know, a lot of different media outlets make fun of. Uh, I listen to the No Lying Up podcast. They jokingly refer to the PGA Tour as the Gentleman's Tour because everybody's a gentleman. Like Patrick Reed, literally cheated at an event this year. They said he handled the situation like a perfect gentleman. Like dude, literally cheated and said his ball was embedded when everybody knows that it did not actually embed. And not the first time that Patrick Reed has found himself in such drama. Correct, one hundred percent. And, nope, he handled himself like a perfect gentleman. Like, the PGA Tour, as a member-run organization, goes out of their way to protect their members. Understandably so. You're a member-run organization. So why didn't you protect John Rahm in this situation? That's the part that's confusing to me, is why was John Rahm not protected in this situation? You could just have the two officials come out and go, Hey, John, we got to tell you something, but let's do it inside. Correct. You know, you, if, if, you, if you're worried about him interacting with people, um, in, in the timeline, apparently, again, the timeline for John Rahm for this uh, was in close contact with somebody who had tested positive for COVID-19. Therefore, uh, in order to play this week, instead of just getting one test at the beginning of the week, like most players, he had to be tested every single day. Tested negative every day until his t- test on Saturday came back at 420 as a positive test. They retested it. Sure enough, positive test. All right, we got to let him know. And by that time, the round was finishing up. So they tell him as he walks off 18. I don't know if they were worried he was going to interact with somebody and potentially put them at risk. Touch I have fans, no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but they, for them to do this the way that they did, I, th- I just feel there was a better way to tell him. Be like, hey, John, you got to come with us. We got to tell you something. We just don't want to do it right here. And John, I mean, I'm sure he would have a confused look on his face. But instead, it was a look of devastation. And CBS was to the ground. Yeah, CBS was ready to throw it to break. Throw it to whatever CBS has on a Saturday night. Local news, I don't know. Um, but they were ready to, and all of a sudden, Jim Nance's like, oh, he just got some news. That's, he's, clearly, he's clearly distraught, because he was. And then CBS stuck with it, and we ended up getting the story. It just didn't, it didn't sit right with me. And I'm 100% there with you. It's, it's kind of this, this fine hair to split almost, because I, I like the drama on the golf course. Uh, you know, you have those emotions come out, and... I can understand why he reacted the way that he did, because he was playing so well, came off the back nine again, a 30 
on that course on the back nine. Six-stroke lead at one of the hardest golf courses in, in the world. Just, just inserting himself as a dominant player. And, I mean, also, by the way, that's an elevated tour event. Yeah. Which means elevated purse. Yep. So that's a bunch of money that he, that, that he now gets none of. Over 1.5. Yep. Over a million and a half bucks. Um, so I understand the way John Rahm, the only thing I don't understand is why the PGA Tour decided to do this. When they go out of their way all the time to protect their players, and they didn't decide to protect John Rahm in this situation. It's almost like the NCAA where they just can't get out of their own way. Right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And again, like the safety is the most important thing, right? I just think that he could have been ushered off a whisper in the ear, put your mask on, let's take a walk. So yeah. maybe he doesn't interact with fans and potentially spread it because not everybody there was vaccinated. Vaccinations were not required for any of the fans at Memorial this weekend. We don't know the vaccination history of other players that were potentially playing with John. So I understand that there was reason to take caution and reason to be concerned about everybody's health and well-being. But in order to ca- for, for them to have that moment captured on TV was not fair to John Rahm. No. And that's that's just 100%. where that's where I struggle with the most. And kudos to John Rahm, who then went on social media and killed the PGA tour with kindness. Right? Yes. He he became the bigger person. He issued a statement about how, you know, obviously he is crushed, but he understands the decision and he's gonna work through it and, you know, do his best to you know, overcome this adversity that he has faced and that he's doing well and his whole family is, is healthy at this point. But, man, it, just, it, it was just such a tough look for the PGA Tour in, in one of the biggest tournaments of the weekend with a good story. John Rahm is a guy who's been fighting all year. You know, we're still waiting for him to win his first major. So this is as close to a major as you'll get. Yeah. You know, on the PGA Tour. And I, I don't know if him testing positive will preclude him from the U.S. Open. Yeah. Um, which he would have been one of the favorites. He has won at Torrey Pines previously. It's clearly a golf course where you're going to have to be very long, I think, in order to win the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's something that we're going to have to wait and have to see um, more on the John Rahm story. It just, And again, I, th- this to me just kind of falls in the off-the-course situation. Like when Bryson DeChambeau last year was pushing cameramen out of his way because he was upset that they were filming him while he was on the golf course because he was throwing temper tantrums. Like, no, sorry, man. Like, you're in between... That's that's like in between the lines, right? Yeah. Like football field, baseball diamond, basketball court, that stuff's all defined. Like the golf course, that's your definite. If you're on the golf course, yeah, they're going to capture whatever you do. And to me, all that's fair game. But to have something that's non-golf related and to catch his reaction for that just seemed completely unfair to me. We still have plenty of things to talk about, including a new PGA Tour event, a new Par 3 golf course in the state of Wisconsin that we're going to be featuring. But all about the drive presented by Ewald Automotive is coming up next. This is On the Tee. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep. I am so excited for this weekend. So incredibly excited for this weekend. The AmFam Championship is back. We're going to be having shows out there all throughout the week. Will the Antau, Scalzo and Bruss there on uh, on Friday. You and me, Stephen, are going to be out there on Saturday for a special edition of On the Tee from 10 until noon. We're getting an extra hour. We're getting an extra day. Uh, it's going to be fun from the AmFam Championship on Saturday. And then Sunday, Karma with myself and Homer. 
Uh, we're getting Homer and Gabe back together uh, for a two-hour show in for Craig on Sunday. Karma coming up on Sunday, so I'll be out there all weekend long. It's just such a fun event. And in a time where we don't know after this fall when the PGA Tour is going to come back, we don't know if the LPGA Tour is going to come back. They did an event up at, um, at Thornberry Creek in Green Bay for a couple of years. We don't know if the Symmetra Tour is coming back. This event is clearly here to stay, and that's what we talk about right now in It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive, we make it easy. Now, we could talk about some actual drives that were hit on the golf course today, but that's not what we're doing. It's usually, like the Open says, it's all about the drive with Ewald Automotive. Well, now you can hop in your Ewald Automotive car and drive to Madison for the AmFam Championship. Fans are back, and this is one of the best events on the PGA Tour champions every year because of the crowds that Madison draws. And it has an unbelievable field this upcoming week. It's probably the best field that the AmFam Championship has had. 16 former major champions are going to be playing this upcoming weekend, or 16 winners, I should say, that have won events, not 16 individuals. Um, you have uh, six members of the World Golf Hall of Fame, Fred Couples, Ernie Els, Ratif Goosen, Bernard Langer, Colin Montgomery, B.J. Singh. Of course, you have Wisconsin's own Steve Stricker, Andy North. The defending um, champ, defending Jerry champ, Kelly. Yeah, Jerry Kelly. J.D. Skip Kendall just qualified, got a sponsor's oh, exemption. So, excellent. Um, a lot of Wisconsin blood. Mario Tiziani is going to be playing in it as well, um, who you know has been on the bag for Steve Stricker a lot of this season. So a lot of people to root for. It's a little bummer that we won't have the celebrity foursome on Saturday. That's always such a fun event that yeah. the AmFam does. They've had such big names in the past. Brett Favre, you know, Mark Tauscher has done it a couple of times, Andy North. Uh, who else has done Jack it? has done it. Jack Nicklaus. Yeah, Jack did it. Uh, they had uh, Derek Jeter, D- Derek Jeter uh, Darius Rucker, yeah. Toby Keith. And usually it's followed up by a big concert in Madison. Yeah. So that won't happen, which is a bit of a bummer. But at the end of the day, this tournament is all about raising money. And they've raised millions and millions of dollars for a good cause. And it's, it's such an awesome event that Steve Stricker and American Family Insurance have started. And it's so good to have a staple tournament every single year in this state that has big names for people to go out and watch. Do they put Jerry, Strick, and Andy in the same threesome? Because they play threesomes. Yes. They have to. Because I was just thinking about, like, if they didn't, I mean, because wouldn't you want to split them up? Like, you're going to want one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Yeah, but, you know, the TV window is probably only about, what, two to three hours? Yeah. Um, you want to get as many eyes on that product as possible from a viewership standpoint. That is your sexy threesome. To have those three together, sure. it's great for the fans. I know that they're all competitors, but they'll jive so well together. To have big crowds following each other on a course that all three of them have played so many times, and they're all just such good humans and interact with the fans so well. I want to see Andy play. I mean, I've seen yeah. Andy play because I've been there. 
uh, for the celebrity. Yeah, you know, I was there a couple of times, too. Yeah, for the celebrity foursome that he's always played in. It's always been him and Brett, right? Like, those have been the two mainstays, and then they kind of circle in. They have circled in the, the other two at times. And, I mean, Andy doesn't play a ton of, prof- you know, competitive golf anymore. It's just... I he got, doesn't. I got an idea. Maybe Andy can get Rogers on his back. Uh, well, I mean, I'm... <sighs> He seems to be free this upcoming Yeah, week. he's, he's going to be free. Uh, you know, OTA starts tomorrow. <laughs> that would be something. Can you Man, imagine if what Aaron Rodgers' first appearance in Wisconsin was on the bag for Andy, Andy North? North? Oh, and he would do it, too. I think oh, he would course, do it. Oh, of course, 100% he would do it. I think he would do it. Oh, that would be so good. I'm rooting for that to happen now. Cause it's not, oh, man. I, that just came to me, and I was like, wow, that would be perfect. That would be just the perfect stab in the back to the Packers <laughs> from Rodgers. I'm going to come back to the state, but I'm going to go hang out with my good buddy Andy, Andy North, North and instead. watch him play some golf. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that would be so, so good. Um, Can we talk this into existence? I wish we could. <laughs> I really wish we could because I would love to see it uh, Friday and Saturday because I think Andy's making the cut for Sunday. Um, but it's it's going to be such a great event, and I want to see Andy play. Obviously, Strick's been playing well. Kelly, the defending champ, who is really just kind of – found himself on the PGA Tour champions. He's had such a good post-PGA Tour career there. But you mentioned all the Golf Hall of Famers. John Smoltz is in the field as well. And they just do such a good job. And and this is too, you know, Stricker's name is on it. You know, this is Strick's tournament on, on the PGA Tour champions. But also it's Andy. You know, it's those two combined and the respect that those two have uh, of so many different players. That's how you get Quite possibly, I mean, outside of a major on PGA Tour champions, this is probably the best field you're going to get. This tournament, since it started a couple of years ago, has raised $10.2 million for American Family Children's Hospital and other charities. Oh, that's it? Unbelievable. It, it, it's, I mean, it's always been about bigger than golf for Stricker, uh, playing here in his home state, and what the opportunity that he has coming in September. But I don't, I don't even know if a golf clap... Will, will suffice for, for what an amazing job he has done with this tournament. Being able to recruit the big names, it says a lot about Steve Stricker, you know, that these guys want to come and play in his tournament in Madison. In a course, that is probably not the toughest that they'll play on a Champions Tour, but they want to do this for Steve Stricker, and they want to do this for the money that they're going to raise for Children's Hospital. Rogers is buddies with Kelly, too. Like I'm telling you, man. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we're talking this into existence. I, man. And he's, if they, play, and he's if, played with Jerry Kelly. In, in yeah, a number that's of what events. I'm saying. Like they, they're buddies. They, I mean, used, that used they to be. They play in Tahoe together. Th- yeah, they used to be um, uh, at Pebble Beach. Like Jerry Kelly was the guy with Aaron Rodgers until Kelly kind of moved on to the Champions Tour, and now Rodgers played with Max Homa, both Cal guys, uh, the last few years that that they've allowed amateurs in that event. Uh, and Rogers has become buddies with Max Homa, but he's also showed up and, and like donated some money with with some of the stuff that Jerry Kelly's done on the PGA Tour Champions and raising money for the different charities he does. He's a big so supporter of the Mac Fund. Yeah, he's and really tight with North and Kelly, and like put him in the same threesome, and then you get Rogers in there. We're on to something here, Gabe. Would you if, if he shows up? I, I hope the recordings of this show, you know, we talk this into existence. Well, so it, but it would be perfect for Rogers too because you're a caddy. Yeah. You're not giving. You're not giving post. You're a caddy. You're not giving post round interviews. Yeah, he can get into the mind of Andy North and and Jerry Kelly and Steve Stricker just weeks before he's about to participate in the match. You know, pick their brains oh, a little oh, bit. Man, it would seem so good. It would be so good. And then he could probably get Andy North involved. I mean, I guess the the match is is not an ESPN property. It's a uh, Turner Sports yeah. property. 
Maybe he gets north on his bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, they're they're on man. Now you've now you've gotten me. You've got this idea in my head, and I just want to roll with it. Um, but you, yeah, you, if you can, if you can't get out there, check it out on TV. If you can, it's a short drive away because this is an event that is not going anywhere anytime soon because it has the support of AmFam, it has the support of Steve Stricker, it has a lot of uh, you know. It has the the money. It has the support, and that's what something on any of these tours. That's what it needs in order to thrive. That's why the GMO later the U.S. Bank Championship went away. It didn't have the sponsor money um, in the Milwaukee area to continue. Granted, that was because they had a really bad slot. It was opposite of the British Open, um, and that's just a really hard spot to uh, to thrive in. But after. This is an event that's always going to be there for the foreseeable future. I don't know when the PGA Tour is coming back after the uh, after the Ryder Cup this fall because there's nothing that seems to really match up with what they have. It doesn't look like the USGA is interested in coming back to Aaron Hills despite them using it for the U.S. Women's Open in just a few years. And I think the USGA is going to continue to use that property. I just don't feel like it's going to be for another U.S. Open for the men. Got the Seniors Open at Century World in Senior 2023. Open, yep, Senior Open is up there, but... I, I just don't know. I don't know when we're going to have some of these other major tours uh, on a regular basis like we have in the past. But this one's going to be there. And if you don't want it to go away, you got to support it. In Madison, Milwaukee, the entire state of Wisconsin has done a great job of supporting it. Yeah, great weekend. Weather looks like it's going to be awesome, too. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's got a good time slot. I mean, I, I really feel like this is a great time for them in early June to get out there and uh, check out the AmFam Championship. We'll be there. Make sure you listen on Saturday from 10 until noon. Uh, we've got some reviewing of outside of the John Rom, the actual golf that was played uh, in Ohio at uh, at Jack's place that we have to do. Plus, looking forward to a temporary tournament. I guess that's the best way to put it coming up this weekend on the PGA Tour. More on that in just a little bit as we talk some fantasy golf. But first, we give you this week's Cart Girl Moment of the Week. And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. Hey boys, it's a hot one out there today, huh? Well, at least I've got the cool breeze from your swings missing the ball, right? (laughs) And the water that's splashing up too. Oh, I'm sorry, what was it that you wanted? Oh sure, a cold one coming right up. This has been another Cart Girl Moment. Presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Steven was so close last week. So close, he almost hit it. We'll lament that, plus talk about what potentially could be a throwaway week on the PGA Tour with our fantasy golf segment. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. 
So you almost worked out because of the technicality, because you weren't going to win with John Rahm still on the field, but Steven's pick last week was Colin Morikawa, who... Was it a whiff chip? Did you see that? Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, he swiped just right on there. <laughs> I mean, that 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 rough Jack's place always, oh, yeah. you know, throws that stuff out. And I he mean, just swiped it right under the ball. You know, Gabe, we talk about it weekly. I, As much as I love to watch the best players in the world go super low, <laughs> I love to watch the best players in the world have, like, total amateur moments. Sure. Like, one of us. And I mean, he still got up and down and say bogey on yeah, the hole. Yeah, so. he, stayed, he, he stayed in. It was early enough in his round. But yeah. it was uh, it was surreal to watch, talk about the emotions of this weekend, to watch him swipe under a golf ball, not touch the ball, look down and just put his head right into his he head. Like, he, he, like, bit the shaft. Yeah. Like, he, he just walked away just in complete, I don't even say disgust, but it was shock, I think, of, wait, what just happened? And he knew he had to calm himself down quickly because, guess what? He still had yeah. the same shot. Yeah, the same shot. Let's try it again. I mean, that, that's what separates, like, pros from us. If I do that, like, I'm making a double, no question. At like, least. There's no way that that next shot is not bladed oh, on yeah. the bottom of my face <laughs> because I'm so upset. I'm going to take an extra, you know, aggressive swipe at the ball, and it's probably hitting low face, and we're in the far rough at that point. But, I mean, hey, you're back on track after, you know, it was kind of rough there for a while when we gave PGA Championship advice to Ben Brust to take Justin Thomas, guys missing cuts, guy who got into a playoff, finishes in second place. But this week on the PGA Tour, it feels like such a throwaway week. This would typically be the Canadian Open, but when they put together this schedule... They weren't sure if borders would be open, which was a good thing because we just found out with the NHL, they're finally allowing, you know, travel between the United States and Canada. Um, So that's, you know, again, that's going to be different. And they could have pulled off this week, sure, but just to be safe, it is the Palmetto Championship in South Carolina at Congaree, a golf course I have never heard of. Apparently, uh, a number of par fours, longer than 520 yards potentially. It's a par 71, plays over 7,600 yards. So, like most courses, seems to favor the Bombers. I've had the opportunity to play down in South Carolina at Pal- Palmetto Dunes. I don't know how similar you know this, this course is, but I remember that one playing pretty long and... I um I, I don't know what it is about the PGA Tour, but they have like a number of these throwaway weekends that just happen to be in Texas or South Carolina, right? So, I mean, this is like the third time they've been in South Carolina. I think they've been in Texas seventeen different yeah, times. They're like over every other week. It's like <laughs> let's go to Texas or South Carolina. I I don't. Yeah, I all when I look at the field, I just think you know it's top heavy with Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, right? Yeah, like, and, those are the sexy names. Yeah, I mean Terrell Hatton, someone who's top twenty in the world. Tommy Fleetwood, a name. Matthew Fitzpatrick, just on the outside of the top twenty, but it's not, it's not a who's who. It's a little top heavy um, in terms of who's in that field because most people, especially before a U.S. Open week, are going to be out at that that site. And, and here's the tough part. They're playing this event in South Carolina. The U.S. Open? San Diego. Yeah, way out west. <laughs> it's, so you're flying all the way across the country uh, in order to get there. You'll probably get in a little bit late, and it may feel like you're behind. But for someone like Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, apparently that's what you know they've decided, that they're okay and they're comfortable with that. The good news is is that most of these guys that would be doing this, Brooks, DJ, um, you know Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, 
they're familiar at least with Torrey Pines because they yeah. go to Torrey Pines every year on the PGA Tour in February as part of the Farmers Insurance Championship. And they also have a plane waiting for them to take them there right off. Yeah, when you've got that kind of money, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. that, that helps as well when you're talking about jet lag and being prepared for a tournament, you know. They're not one of us when it comes to that. <laughs> and, and I'm curious to see Brooks in, in action here, man, especially now with fans. I'm still yeah. rooting for the USGA because that has been taken to another level with Brooks deciding to go on social media and troll Bryson DeChambeau using Michelob Ultra, he which is. I'm a little uncomfortable with, like the fact that we're now using brands to troll. Like, if you want to troll them, fine, but why are oh, we getting uncomfortable? the brands involved? I love this game. Golf needs this. See, Golf again, needs this rivalry. I love the rivalry. I don't know if I love giving away beer to fans that were tossed out of the event for heckling. Yeah, but, you know, you're, he's digging his toes into the sand. He's not giving up <laughs> on this fight, and why not please the people, you know, that are that are sponsoring you? So let's turn a Michelob I mean, Ultra really, video into a, a viral video, right? It's a win-win for Brooks Kepka because he's still going to get the people trolling Bryson for him, and now he's giving away free beer, which makes the sponsor happy. The more that Brooks digs in, the more that Bryson like falls into his deep little corner by himself well, and it's going to be Bryson against the world. Well, and Bryson said, well, this is something the PJ Tour is going to have to handle. Yeah, he knows it. I can't wait for the match. We talk we talk about Rogers maybe caddying for Ampham. <laughs> I hope that Brooks, Which we realized can't actually happen yeah. because he's a State Farm guy. He's not going to wear a bib that has the Ampham logo on it. Maybe he'll just be like, you know, the big guy in uh, Happy Gilmore who just yells from outside the ropes at them the whole time. Where's the disguise? And you can count on me <laughs> waiting for you in the parking lot. Oh, man. I, I, I You know somebody's going to do something Bryson to Brooks on the golf course, and I'm very, I can't wait for that video to surface because you know somebody's going to be filming it because they're going to allow phones, and I'm curious to see how Brooks responds. Again, the USGA, I'm calling you out. You guys are cowards unless you put these two together for the first two rounds of the U.S. Open in two weeks. You got a chance. Do it. Who would win? Do it. Like if who who would play better between those Brooks. two? Yeah, he's he's mentally, so mentally stronger. Strong. Mentally stronger than than Bryson is a thousand percent. Yeah, and he he might not be, but I feel just like the confidence that he oozes out because I mean he has leaked some oil. He he seemed like he was so just rock solid in majors, and then really stumbled a couple of years ago uh, at. at um, at Bethpage Black. Yeah. Still ended up winning the PGA, but he has really stumbled down the stretch and, and didn't play well again at the PGA Championship this year, um, despite being in contention. So I think there's some issues that he has and he has to work through. But in terms of if he got paired with Bryson, I have no doubt that he's like, nah, not today. I'm beating this dude. And I wonder how much that would fuel him on a weekend like this upcoming weekend. Like he just he's just trying to collect wins at this point to just keep digging in, right? No, I don't think so. Like no? Brooks, I don't think Brooks cares if he wins a major event or doesn't. Like honestly, with Brooks Kepka, I think the only thing he cares about are the four majors yeah. and if he's in a Ryder Cup or something like that. I think these other events, if he wins them, they're nice. Like when he won, I think that was a nice little confidence booster when he won earlier this year in Phoenix. Yep. But if he goes down in South Carolina, I think he's really more working, and he's done this before, working on the different shots that he thinks he needs to hit at Torrey Punts. And if that and if that so happens to line up with the golf course they're playing this week and he happens to win, cool. If not. I think he's pretty indifferent. That being said, who you got this weekend? Gruber Law Offices, one call, that's all. Pick of the week. I really want to pick Brooks. 
because I'm just like really Team Brooks, but I think I'm going to save him. Sure. For you know another major. This okay. Season. There's only two majors left. I know. I really. I think. I Which think, is still. I it, think it's I still like. I think I love him at Tory. Okay. I really. I, it takes a little bit to get used to the fact that the U.S. Open is now the yeah. third major yeah, on the exactly. calendar. Um, I'm going to go with an American who is like flying under the radar, older American that's playing really well this season. I'm going to go with Brant Snedeker as my Gruber Law Office's one call, that's all, pick for this upcoming weekend in South Carolina. He was T6 in San Antonio. He's 6 for 6 with four top 20s in the last events that he's played. So I, I'm going to go with uh, Brant Snedeker. I'm going to go with uh, Terrell Hatton. Yeah, I feel like he is, despite being, I mean, he is knocking on the door. I think he's 11th or 12th in the world. Yeah. Like, he is almost a top 10 player, and he is sneaky good. He's going to be a fantastic um, player for the Europeans in the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits this fall. I feel like he's a guy that just kind of flies under the radar because he's European. Plays most of his events over there, obviously over here before the U.S. Open. Um, hasn't had a ton of success here. I think he won uh, Arnie's tournament a couple of years ago. But he's a really good player. Yeah. And I think um, an event, another PGA Tour win under his belt would be a good thing. I think he's got the distance to play it. And, and that's the tough part about this week. Like, I don't know who the horse for the course is because... We don't know much about the course. We don't know much about the course. <laughs> they don't know much about the course. This yeah. isn't typically a PGA Tour course, and it seems like it's actually just going to be a placeholder with the Canadian Open then returning he's got, next he's year. He's got a heck of a card. Seven top 25s and 10 starts yeah. in, in 2021 worldwide. He did. He tested positive for COVID before mm -hmm. the Valspar, and that's he kind hasn't of really played him a much bit. since then. So, but he's yeah. a really good player who flies under the radar. Win a major. Yeah, I think I think he's got one in him. Um, so I'm going to take Terrell Hatton as my Gruber losses one call. That's all for the weekend. Well, we're talking about a long course, par 71, playing 7,600 yards in the PGA Tour this weekend. But a trend in golf has been short courses. A new one opened up this weekend. That's the course we're going to be featuring coming up next on the tee. Shout out to our friends here at Strawberry Creek for having us. We played a WPGA Pro-Am with our friends from X-Golf, finished in the top 10. Very pleased with that. Led by Stephen Watson's 75 today. Strong 75. I think you hit... I mean, were you... Were you were you never in the fairway? Were you fourteen of fourteen in fairways hit today? I was in one bunker, but that was oh, the, that the was tee, the best yeah. I've driven the ball this season. So thirteen out of fourteen. I always feel pretty good about my iron game. It, it's getting off the tee for me if I can set myself up. I rolled in a couple of putts today that hey. you know were beyond ten feet. You know that's all it takes. All about the drive with uh, with our friends from Ewald. That was certainly Stephen Watson off the tee today. Um, that was kind of you. you. You really want to talk about all 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 about the drive off the tee and you know <laughs> you you can build like you know two of these clubhouses that were sitting here in beautiful Strawberry Creek between your ball and my ball. We don't need to talk about the drivable par four that we closed with that I hit with a three wood. With a, like a 300 or 280 yard three. Yeah, and then I had to stand up to the tee box after that <laughs> with my driver in hand, and I was 10 yards short. That felt good on the ego. Uh, I always I enjoy watching say. you hit the ball. I'm not mad at you, I'm just straight up jealous. <laughs> Uh, but you don't need the length. No, no, I hit the my new, as well. You don't need the length for the trend right now in golf, and oh. that is today's featured course. 
Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Beautiful new 10-hole short course that is featured at Black Wolf Run, part of the Kohler Properties, up there in Kohler. The Baths, it debuted this weekend. You had an opportunity to play it uh, before it officially opened last week. I played it after it officially opened on Saturday, and it's a lot of fun. It's the future of golf, Gabe. I, we've seen a number of these resort courses, Sand Valley here in Wisconsin. Um, you know, the Kaisers have been really big on that in their properties around the world. You need to keep people on your property, right? It's just simple business. You want to keep them there. You want to keep them entertained. And you want to not always think about 18-hole golf experiences because I think about some of my friends, family that might not love the game of golf, love the idea of golf, and these short courses are perfect because you're done in an hour, just over an hour. You're you're playing 60 yards to 160 yards at the baths. And I just think that it, it's the future of golf because it keeps you entertained and it's a test and it's beautiful. They do a great job on the property in Kohler. The baths is fantastic. I think it's it's right there. It's not quite completely done. I think when it reaches its full potential, but this is true of any new golf course. Yeah. You know, I talked about this with, um, I don't know if I talked about it on this show, but Lac LaBelle, um, who I'm sure we're going to talk about um, at some point this season out in Oconomowoc, I'm really looking forward to once that course matures. Yep. Very similarly, I'm looking forward to the baths once they, once they mature. But I think this is the Kaiser effect with what they did at Bandon, with what they did at, at Sand Valley and, and having those short courses. It doesn't have to be 18 holes. It, because playing 36 holes in some of these courses at some of these places can be a lot for some people. Because 10 hours. They're, they're a bru- because they're a brute of a course. You know, you might be playing the hardest course and you don't want to do it, but you want to play a little bit. I mean, there were guys when I played on Saturday that I saw out there walking barefoot. You yeah. know, you're doing the barefoot golf thing with four of your buddies. It just It's the perfect thing, I think, to add on because if you're going to one of these properties like Kohler and you're having a buddy's golf trip, golf weekend, what have you, it's the perfect way to either, to me, you kind of wrap up your day. You've played your 18. Now let's go out and have some fun. Or and, start and your just, day there. Yeah. I mean, it's about the hospitality experience and the thing that Herb Kohler was talking about when he opened the course when I was there on Thursday night. He said, this is not just for your dedicated buddies trip. This is for young kids and old, you know, golfers that, that might not be able to walk 18 holes. This gives them an opportunity to go out and play golf. Yeah, I so completely tip of the cap to the folks up there at Kohler. It's going to continue to get better and better up there. Um, again, in when that thing fully matures and some of the atmosphere stuff that they can do if you're yeah. hanging out there at night, it's going to be an absolute blast. Thanks to everybody from here from Strawberry Creek. Don't forget, special on the tee Saturday from the AmFam Championship from 10 a.m. until noon. That's Saturday. Go Bucks. Spain and Fitz coming up next.